Hey everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast where we go on a deep dive to help you discover how to move on from yo-yo diets and away from toxic diet culture. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Travis Murrells. I'm the owner and a head coach of The Fitness Genie. I've battled extremely poor mental health, manic depression, crippling anxiety, homelessness, and the absolute rock bottom that comes with those depressive thoughts. Fast forward to today, however, I've coached over 1,000 people to reduce anxiety, heal their relationships with food, themselves, and their body. Now we have an amazing, outstanding team coaching women all over the globe to achieve the body, but more importantly, the life that they want to be living. So if you're someone that is ready to move on from the classic 90s fad diets, Slimming World, Jenny Craig, unsustainable 1200 calorie meal plans, and you want some freedom in your life, then this is the podcast for you. All of our coaching is one-on-one and 100% customized to the individual. We find a middle ground to start from and build the program around the client as opposed to trying to get a client to fit our system. We decided to say, fuck it, throw out the previous designs of the fitness industry and create something that actually works. Designing it from scratch every time a new client wants to change their life and signs up. So I'm not gonna keep you any longer. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram so you can engage when we're looking for feedback, ideas, discussion topics, and all that fun stuff. But otherwise, enjoy this episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Everybody, hope you're doing absolutely amazing. This week on The Fitness Genie, you've already seen the title, you know exactly what it is. We're talking about some quality shit. If you're an all or nothing type of person, this was a massive one that came up in the foundations program. So I figured instead of doing a live recording where I would just be, uh, I suppose, sitting here and talking to a Zoom camera, I figured I would do it in higher quality with a better microphone and a better camera and actually put it here so that people don't have to sit down and watch an entire fucking recording unless you want to because we're live on YouTube. I just remembered that. So feel free to check that out. But otherwise, we've got the podcast version of this. So... If you are an all or nothing type of person and you want to move through that or you want to figure out where that's come from or anything like that, we're going to be discussing that today. Uh, I'm going to start with calories because a lot of people that are typically all or nothing have come off the back of those 1200 calorie diets because they're like, I'm going to do it and I'm going to fucking smash it out super quick and get it done. And we all know how that ends. You've put the weight back on and then some. And uh, I could explain why, but I think that's going to go way too long in a different podcast. Uh, We're just going to stick to the mental game for today. So when people are typically getting into calorie tracking or they're hesitant about getting into calorie tracking because they are a typical all or nothing type of person, the first follow-up question that I ask when they're like, oh yeah, I'm not really sure about if I want to do calorie macro tracking. Cool. That's okay. If you're hundred percent like uncomfortable with doing calories and macros, we don't have to do it. Uh, Do you mind if I ask though, what experience do you have with calorie macro tracking? Uh, I normally have just done like what my fitness pal has told me to do and quick pause on that one. If you are getting your numbers from my fitness pal and you're putting in your measurements and everything like that, and then you jack it all the way up to, I want to lose a kilo a week because that's where it allows you to go to. Um, they're going to be insanely low calories. Uh, my fitness pal isn't great. The algorithm isn't great in terms of determining what your calorie expenditures and needs are going to be. It's uh, it's pretty shit. It's not great. Uh, so if you're doing that and you're like, oh, I've just let my fitness pal sort of give me how many calories I need to be eating every single day. And that's what I've typically run off <clears throat> or I've done uh, challenges in the past or I've done this in the past meal plans. All of it is essentially incredibly low calories to the point where you have to hyper fixate 
on every single meal and snack that you are having to get the most food in for the smallest amount of calories possible. That would even drive me insane. Trying to figure out, oh my God, I've got 12 calories left. How, what, what can I have for 12 calories? And taking it to the absolute extreme of, I need to hyperfixate because if I don't hyperfixate, I'm going to go over my calories and it's incredibly quickly to snowball when you've got such a a mind, oh my God, such a finite, minute, that's a word I'm looking for, such a minute area to fuck around with. How was that for a sentence? A minute area to fuck around with. Started smart, you had me in the first sentence, first half of the sentence, and then you fucked it, Travis. <laughs> so when you've got such a small margin of error to work, that's a fucking, that's the phrase I was after, my God. When you've got such a small margin of error to work with and the tiniest little thing could put you over your calories, that's where it is typically the all or nothing mindset that has developed in terms of calorie and macro tracking. When I have a lot of people coming on board and I go, sweet, here's your calories. And I give them 17, 18, 1900 calories and they go, how the fuck am I meant to eat all that food? I'm like, well, give it a go for a week or two and see how you feel. And them trying to get the 17, 18, 1900 calories in, they're like, oh my God, I can't eat this much food. How in the shit am I still losing weight? I'm like, well, because you've been over-restricting this entire goddamn time. When I calculate a lot of people's BMIs and TDEEs or maintenance calories, when they initially come on board, their maintenance calories are somewhere around like 23 to 2600 per day. And when I give them anything that has a one in front of it, it could be 1,999. That's going to be a deficit. That's going to be enough for you to see weight loss. And ultimately, when I'm starting off with calorie macro tracking for a lot of people, I don't give a shit what the numbers are. I'm doing it more of a, oh, so I didn't hit my protein this week. How do I get more protein in? Oh, I was actually pretty unorganized this week. The calories are all over the place. I had no idea it was like that. It's more about the habits and behaviors around eating more so than hitting the particular numbers. Because if you can hit the numbers straight out of the gate, fan-fucking-tastic, that's not your issue. Your issue is a lot deeper than that. But for a lot of people, when they're trying to heal their relationship with food and figure out how they can lose weight without being over-restrictive, it's not so much of what to eat because a lot of people know what to eat or they're eating pretty healthy food to begin with. The bigger issue comes when they don't know how to eat. And that is the big thing that we do because people know what to eat. They're eating typically pretty healthy foods, but they're just ever so slightly in a calorie surplus. And that's why a lot of people hit this tipping point of like, oh fuck, I've got to lose weight because it sneaks up on them a hundred grams a week in a year. Yeah, that's, you know, uh, oh my God, in a year, five kilos, multiply that by five years, 25 kilos. That's why people hit the point where they go, oh fuck, I didn't. You know, I'm doing everything right or I'm just doing what used to work with me or for me or like whatever it was. It typically sneaks up on people and it gets away from them. And it's not their fault. They're just living their life and things are going pretty well. And if you were gaining 100 kilos, wow, if you gained 100 if you gained 100 kilos in a week, there's a big fucking issue there. <laughs> but if you, if you gained 100 grams in a week, there we go. If you gained 100 grams in a week, there's no red flag. There's no alarm bells going off. There's no nothing happening. But if that consistently happens every week for five years, that's where people typically hit that, oh my God, okay, I've got to do something. 
And we want to try and reach people before it hits that point so they can be proactive about it, save a shitload of money, particularly on coaching, but then also like medical bills or stuff that could be potentially coming up in their future as well. Hey everybody, quickly jumping in to remind you that the 26th of September is just around the corner. And I know you're thinking, Travis, why in the hell does that date matter? Well, I'm going to tell you. Because if you're considering signing up for any of the three-month options of Mindset Coaching or just any program that has a three-month option, really, that is the last date that you can sign up with us to finish before Christmas. I know, the year is just absolutely flying by. The Fitness Genie as a whole is going to be shutting down from the 23rd of December through to the 9th of January so that everyone can have a well-deserved break and not have to mentally worry about doing anything during that time. We can just reset, refresh, and come back as the coaches and the team that you know and love. If you do happen to sign up for a coaching program that goes through those dates, however, all we do is put the program on pause and add those three weeks onto the end of your coaching program. If you're even somewhat interested, reach out via the website now so you can jump on a call with one of the coaches. Lindsay has been absolutely crushing it and the feedback we're receiving from her clients, I couldn't have asked for anything more from a coach. Her books are filling up quickly and I know for a fact that she won't be onboarding clients between the 26th of September and the 9th of January. So make sure you get in quick before all of her spots are gone. Laura, the newest addition to Team Fitness Genie, but has already separated herself from the pack. Shit, even even I'm learning things from her. The results that Laura is going to produce for her clients is going to be some next level shit. She also has an introduction offer running at the time of this recording for the first 10 clients to sign up with her, receive 15% off. So make sure you reach out and get in before the prices go back up so that you can change your life and to be completely honest, save some money for Christmas presents. So if you are interested, let us know. Check out our website, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or the link in our Instagram bio to apply for coaching or for more information. But for now, back to the episode. So the 1200 calories, like if you eat the 17, 18, 1900 calories per day, you're more than likely going to lose weight over a long period of time. And when we're looking at the 100 gram gain every week for five years, let's let's take that same train of thought for weight loss. If you lost 100 grams a week, well, then in five years, there's 25 kilos gone. Holy shit, you're a completely different person. Different habits, lifestyle, thought patterns, belief systems, all that fun stuff. But a lot of people go, oh, I need to lose weight almost immediately. And that's not their fault for thinking that. It's the way that a lot of challenges have been set up in the past to be like, hey, if you want to lose 10 kilos in eight weeks, let's do this. And it is typically in the fitness industry, the person that gets the quicker results, the people are going to go there. The gym or the trainer or whatever that typically gets quicker results, people are going to pay for convenience of rushing and sprinting to the finish as opposed to because then they're like, oh yeah, sweet, lost 10 kilos. I can just go back to doing what I was doing. That's where the yo-yo diet starts because there's no... There's nothing that addresses the habits or behaviors or the foundational shit as to why were you 25 kilos overweight to begin with or whatever number it is overweight to begin with or the number of weight. Oh my God. Or the number of kilos of weight that you wanted to lose in the first place. None of that shit gets addressed. That's why we've made this program. Yay. So when you've got the experience of hyper fixating on calories and macros because you've done those incredibly low restrictive over-restrictive diets in the past, it absolutely 100% makes sense as to why you are hesitant to go into calorie and macro tracking to begin with. And we don't want that for absolutely anybody. So we work on trying to make sure that it's, hey, 
you know, we operate off the 10% rule. And to let you know what the 10% rule is, and I don't think a lot of people talk about this, I don't even know if it's out there, but anyway, let's just say I created it, because why the fuck not? We're reinventing normal fucking topics. So I'm going to call this the Fitness Genie's 10% rule. The 10% rule is if I give you calories and macros, you have plus minus 10% leeway to be able to hit those targets. If you are, for example, 1500 calories, I can't remember, well, there's a few people that are on those 1500 calories, but not many. If for argument's sake, you're on 1500 calories, that means you could eat anywhere between 1350 and 1650 calories, because that is plus minus 10% of the calories that you have. That is still normally going to be, on average, enough for us to see results, particularly when we're talking about weight loss. If you are good enough, that is the human version of perfection. If you are good enough to average out about 1500 calories, you could have 1350 one day and then the next day 1650. What does that average out to? 1500. So obviously we want to make sure that that's optimized so that you're getting as many calories in during the day as possible. But across the week, on average, your calories are more than likely going to average out the numbers that we give you. And if you have that freedom and you can eliminate that, oh my God, I'm a failure, or I went over my calories, if you can fuck that out of your vocabulary, you're going to be a lot more successful in the long run if you can adopt the 10% rule. I'm going to say that. If you can adopt the 10% rule, your life will fucking change because it will be good enough for us to see results. When stuff starts plateauing and going all over the shop and haywire, if that comes up at all, or if you are 1,300 calories one day, 1,700 calories the next, 1,200 calories one day, we need to stop that pendulum swinging. We need to bring it back into, okay, let's just, let's refine these parameters. Let's go 5% and then try to average that out so that you're not completely dead brain fogged one day and then the next day you've got all the energy in the world and you're letting that emotional pendulum swing to make decisions for you because that's going to be fucking awful. So... That's the 10% rule that we typically run off of. So there is no, oh my God, I went over my calories or, oh my God, this is such a failure. I know that I can't stick. Like, who gives a fuck? We're mainly using calorie macro tracking to figure out how you think and act around food anyway. If I have a day, if I can see on a client's spreadsheet that they've got like 2,600 calories in one day, I go, cool, hey, what happened here? Oh, I got my period and I was just, it was just like a pit. Like I could eat everything forever. So I just kept doing that. And it was just one thing after another and it got like, sweet. Overeating wasn't the issue. It was managing the hormones and the emotions that came from your menstrual cycle. How can we do that? Maybe instead of sticking to 1600 calories, for example, when your period hits, we bump that up to 2000 calories a day. So then that way you can still have more food. It's structured, more than likely going to be in a very conservative deficit, if not a maintenance phase, and you can indulge in your cravings. That way, you've still hit the parameters of the program. We've focused on not gaining weight as opposed to, holy shit, I must lose weight during my period. It's going to mentally and emotionally be a lot calmer and a lot easier for you to adhere to so that when you feel that settle down, we just go back into a deficit like nothing ever happened. That's what we do. We manage this shit through life. And if you're that all or nothing type of person, that's going to be one of the biggest things that we have to manage is your emotional responses. People go really well for three weeks, their cycle hits, or their period hits, I should say, and they lose their fucking mind because they go, I can't stop eating, fuck it. And they just go all out for three days, four days. And then I come back, jump on a coaching call with them. Hey, what's going on? Oh yeah, kind of blew up the world on that one. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, why do you think you blew up the world? 
and then we run through, okay, cool, it's your cycle. So next time that happens, here's what we're gonna do and here's how we're gonna adjust your calories. And they go, what the fuck, why can I do this? I'm like, well, uh, you ate 3000 calories a day for four days in a row um, and at the end of the day, in one week, you are still the same weight. Wow, you are still the same weight that you were eight days ago. So I'd call that some pretty good fucking progress. What do you say? And they go, oh fuck yeah. When you when you put it into perspective like that, it's like yes, we put things in the bigger picture. All or nothing can quickly be erased by you opening up your time frame. If you sign up for three months. On, like let's just say any any program at all if you sign up for three months of coaching with us which is our minimum 12 weeks um, because obviously we're not going to get you fucking life-changing results in four weeks so we have a three-month minimum to make sure that you can see the results so if you sign up with us for three months and if you say I want to lose 10 kilos in that three months the first question I'm going to ask you or that I will get the coaches to ask you or that I want you to ask yourself would I be happy losing 10 kilos in six months would I be happy losing 10 kilos in nine months? And you just keep adding three months and three months and three months until it eventually hits a point where you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe 12 months. Yeah, I want, I need or would love to see 10 kilos in 12 months. If not, then there's something happening. Cool. So what did we learn from that? It's like, cool. Now we know that we don't have to see weight loss every single week for us to be successful. Because now we've just taken your time frame from three months to nine months. So if you have one week that is like, oh my God, I gained weight this week for whatever fucking thousands of variations that there can be, particularly if you're a woman, for what the scales are going to read on any one particular morning. If you can look at that and the weight goes up a little bit for whatever variation and you go instead of, oh, well, there goes an entire week of the program. Oh, I fucking failed. And having that mindset, you immediately shift into oh, well, that's not too bad. I've still got seven months left. Or if you really want to get, if you really want to get into it, ah, that sucks. I've only got the rest of my fucking life to live. We literally have your entire life to achieve what you want to achieve. So does it really matter if you lose 200 grams a week or if you lose 800 grams a week? Does it really matter if when everything is said and done, it is inevitable that you are going to achieve the physical results that you want to achieve and the mental results that, that, oh my God, and the mental results that you want to achieve. Does time really matter if it's inevitable? If it's inevitable, that's going to give you a shitload of permission to live the life that you want to live. Ultimately, we want to be doing things that are in line with that inevitability to fucking make it actually come true. Because if Thanos was like, hey, I'm inevitable. And then it was just like, you know what? Sweet. I'm inevitable. I'm just going to sit on the couch and uh, watch Infinity fucking TV and do all this stuff. Then I'm willing to bet that he wouldn't exactly be inevitable. It's through his, through his habits, through his actions, through his thought patterns, and through his decisive demeanor that he was inevitable. Because he frequently took action. He knew where he was going. He knew that no matter what decision that he made, as long as it had that sort of like, I want the infinity stones, so I'm going to do everything I can to get the infinity stones. He knew that it was going to be inevitable. Hard work pays off, I suppose. <laughs> Until you get your head chopped off by a thunder lightning demigod. Oh, life is a fickle bitch. So, the thing that I'm trying to get across in this podcast is that if you are an all or nothing type of person, A, 
as best that you can expand your timeline for success. You don't have to achieve life-changing shit in a week, in two weeks, in six weeks. Think about how long it took you to get to where you are today to want to make a decision and improve your life for the better and then take that same amount of time that has compounded for you to get here and then be like, okay, would I be okay if I had the dream lifestyle, dream body, dream everything that I've ever wanted in that same amount of time? For example, it has taken me 28 years to get exactly where I am today. If I focus for the next 28 years, it'll take me to 56. Would I be okay doing all the things slowly but surely, achieving the body and lifestyle and dream and career and all of that stuff if I was living my dream life by just doing what I'm doing today by 56, that sounds pretty fucking good to me. Knowing that I'm going to be pretty fucking set by 56 and still hopefully pretty mobile to be able to do the things that I want to do. That sounds like absolute fucking dubs, my guy. That sounds pretty damn good. So think about all the time that you have and shit, even if you wanted to half it, if I said, well, 28, well, I don't really want to wait 28 years to get to where I want to go. What if I do 14 years? What if I do 10 years? It may seem like a dream or something or way too future pacing, but it is definitely possible if you just take the actions to be able to get there. So then you're still moving in the direction that you want to. You're just not, I suppose, held back by the thought that everything has to be instant gratification, which is one of the biggest issues that I'm seeing with this generation and fucking a lot of people that I'm talking to. They want results now. They want their food now. They want fucking TV now. That Everything is on demand these days. And the one thing that you will not get on demand is results in life. Weight loss, career, anything that is worth getting, you will not have it on demand. So then you will have to practice delayed gratification of, will I forego this instant gratification or this short-term pleasure to move to where I want to go and be in 10 years time? Because if it's inevitable, then we can just keep doing the shit. doesn't mean you have to forego uh, every short-term pleasure for a long-term gain. It just means that you're going to do that more often than not to get to where you want to go because you know that you are no longer an all-or-nothing person. You are someone who gets shit done because you are inevitable. You're fucking Thanos now. Yay, minus the genocide. Yay, go us. Look at us. We just changed your identity. So if we can move away from that uh, all-or-nothing, and then if you want to go deep on this, you can also figure out why am I all-or-nothing? And I know that's a fucking giant umbrella question. If we're talking about calories and macros, you can go, what is my experience with calorie macro tracking? Oh, it's always been over-restrictive? Oh, okay, cool. That makes sense why my belief system is that calorie macro tracking doesn't work, even though it 100% does. It's just a tool. It's how you use that tool and your perspective on that tool to be able to get results from it. And that's just what we're doing with your life. We're trying to figure out exactly what it is that makes you tick, what makes you great, so that we can get you to wherever it is that you want to be going so that you can live your life. That's the shit that we want to be doing. So, I, uh, I, hope, that, I hope that helped in some sort of way. Um, if you've got questions on the all or nothing, please reach out, let me know, because I love recording podcasts like this. Um, and this is applicable to literally every area of your life. If you can lean into the delayed gratification, fuck yeah, you're going to get 
10, 100,000 times better results if you can forego, more often than not, a short-term pleasure for a long-term gain. And that's where you'll start winning at life. You know, all the success that I'm seeing now in business isn't just because of some overnight success, it's because I've done all of the foundational things to set up an amazing program. Once I had that amazing program, fuck, what do I do? How do I market it? Uh, I'm gonna get one client this month. Cool, get that one client, over deliver like all fuck, get amazing results for them, market those results. Cool, that took me the month of getting that client, six months of working with them to get the results, and then marketing that to be able to say, hey, jump on a podcast six months later, and now a client has signed up because they listened to that podcast that ultimately took me 12 months to record. That's the type of shit that I am big on. I am such a fan of we're not doing this for you right now. We're doing this for you in six months time, in 12 months time. So when I phrase it like that, it's like, oh, we've actually got a lot of time to figure out how this works and how we optimize it and how we can build this thing, how we can make it better. What don't we like about it? We can put it through every amount of bias and all the lenses and all that fun stuff that typically create us humans. And we can look at it in five years time and be like, yeah, that's actually really fucking good, which is what we're doing now because it is, well, I mean, I've been a PT for seven years, but now we're looking at this in terms of it has been five years since the fitness genie has become the fitness genie. And look at where we are. It's a five-year overnight success, as I heard someone say once, because it's all that work in the back end that has finally led to now. And people will be like, yeah, you got lucky and did this and this. No. If I had have gotten lucky and gotten the same amount of followers and videos and stuff on TikTok, it would have been for something funny but it wouldn't have been for something meaningful. I got all of my followers and all of my likes and all of my fucking marketing and inquiries and all that stuff, not just because I was on TikTok, because I made relatable content on TikTok for a very specific niche that I've learned a fuckload about in seven years in the industry so I know how people operate, what they're thinking, what more than likely their past experience has been and how they're relating that to today's society challenges, weight loss, and how people are typically thinking. I took seven years of experience in the industry and turned it into a 15 second clip that people went, oh, that's fucking good. This guy gets it, let's work with him. So it's not an overnight success. It's years and years and years of practice to be able to coach someone to get really fucking good at my job, to be able to make a seven second video that is kind of funny, that makes you go, that, that's business took seven years to get you to do a fucking nose laugh. <laughs> and here we are. What a fucking return on investment that is. Seven years to record a seven second video that makes you go, and then you go, let's work with this guy. Wow, that is just hitting me right now. And I'm fucking blown away for the fact that that's what it fucking took. If you'd have told me that seven years ago that you, Jesus Christ. Okay, anyway. Oh, all right. Well, I hope this has helped in some way for the all or nothing people out there. This can be relatable to literally anything. If you are an all or nothing person and you have questions for me and you wanna ask me something about, hey, this is where I have my biggest roadblock, mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever it is, just DM me on Instagram and I respond to every single DM that comes through. So if you have that question, you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I should ask it, just get it out of your head. Just fucking ask me, 
get it out of the way. Absolute worst case, I'll be like, oh, you know what? I can't actually answer this because there's no context or there's no background information. Let's quickly jump on a call so that I can actually just smash it out in 10 minutes if I've got the time to do that. Otherwise, I'm going to help as much as I can for every single person that messages me on Instagram. So if you've got that question, reach out, let me know. I fucking love talking because more than likely, it's going to be a question that I'm going to be like, hey, that's actually really good. Do you mind if I use that for a podcast episode? And then you can listen to the podcast episode and be like, hey, that's my question. And you can fucking feel good for that week or as long as you want to really. But anyway, I hope this has helped in some way. Have the best week in the world. I'll speak to you all very soon.